Folks, Armin Hammer here. Wadapalooza will not be taking place in 2021 and will instead be moving back to its traditional time in January 2022. But what does that tell us about the CrossFit game season and its viability moving forward? Before we take a look at that, be sure to subscribe to the channel because there is obviously lots of content coming and you're not going to want to miss it. So just hit that subscribe button. And of course, stick around for the end of the episode when I tell you a little bit about my newest sponsor, Calicure. Let's get into it. During an appearance on Make Pods Great Again, Matt O'Keefe, who, as you know, has his hands in so many different parts of this industry and this ecosystem, broke the news that Wadapalooza will not be taking place in 2021. There will be no Wadapalooza this year, but instead will resume with Wadapalooza in January of 2022. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. You know, to run an event in May, like we really need to be going right now um, oh, yeah. in a lot of ways. And, and you know, we don't run small events. We're a little different than, than some of the others in, in the market. But like, you know, Wadapalooza is 2,500 athletes, 1,000 volunteers. There's 40,000 people that run through that property over four days. I can't like wonder when I'm going to do that, right? Um, so, you know, that event we're going to push outside the system. Um, that's going to go back to where it was. It's going to live on its own. Uh, we, we would love to collaborate with CrossFit in some way. And I think we will, um, on that event and we'll work through that, but that's going to go back to January, be this standalone spectacle event, you know, provide an awesome earning opportunity with athletes, um, and be, you know, this independent festival, hopefully in conjunction. And I think it will be with CrossFit, right? There's a lot to unpack from what Matt O'Keefe was saying right there. It's not just about saying Wadapalooza is not going to take place in 2021. It's going to go back to being in January. It's going to start up again in 2022 because all of that makes a lot of sense. But there is a lot we can read between the lines between what he's saying about how CrossFit is organizing the semifinals, what it means for Wadapalooza to be outside of the season and what that actually has in terms of an effect on the professionability and professionalism of this sport. Specifically about Wadapalooza, if you've never been, it's really difficult to explain the magnitude of its place within the season, even though it basically never lived inside of the season until a couple of years ago. And the interesting thing about Wadapalooza is that outside of the CrossFit Games themselves, it is the largest event in the space by orders of magnitude. More people attend it, more money changes hands, more money is earned by the athletes, it has more fans, more spectators, it just is a bigger event. And in many ways, it is actually a more enjoyable event compared to something like the games because it's just in Miami in January, the weather is nice, the time of year is perfect, the amount of people that show up and the vibe that it brings because of the city it's in is very unique. And it also sets off a very interesting set of events itself by including various different disciplines from the weightlifting show-offs to uh, the strongman competitions. And later on in this interview, O'Keefe talks about wanting to include things like powerlifting and boxing and different showcases to make it much more of an Arnold sports festival-ish type experience as opposed to just showing up and watching people do burpees and thrusters. So Wadapalooza is a unique and incredibly valuable experience and it 
absolutely deserves to succeed on its own, and it will. They'll be just fine. And O'Keefe's bringing up a few different points about why they want to move it to January 22, and one of the biggest things that he's talking about there is that there's no way of doing it correctly if they're going to compromise on the things that this COVID situation that we still find ourselves in, those compromises are gonna be required by the situation. In order for them to actually pull off Wadapalooza the way that it is required to pull off for it to be the product that people know and love and expect, it needs to take place in an environment that is unfettered by those types of restrictions. But if we were to read between the lines here with what he's saying, he's talking about more than just specifically Wadapalooza, he talks a lot about the games and the game season, what's shaping up to be this year and what it seems to be shaping up to be in the future. In other parts of this interview, O'Keefe talks about the uncertainty around these semifinal events that we've been told to expect sometime in May and June and how there's a limited number of them, maybe 10, maybe a dozen, whatever that number is. But if he was in charge of planning one of them, he would have already began the process of planning it and organizing it right now in January. And the fact that he's talking about how, hey, listen, if I was in charge of one of these events, of one of these semifinal events, and it was in May, we would have started by now. We would have to have started by now because it's, it's a huge process for us to get all the things in motion in order to pull it off successfully. Not only does he talk about that, but he also talks about how Loud and Live isn't just a CrossFit event or fitness event company. It was a much bigger events organization that came into this space and its livelihood is live events like music festivals. And they have their fingers on the pulse in a way that CrossFit probably doesn't. And their read on the situation is that May and June for live in-person events is a long shot. So while this doesn't necessarily give us new information about the state of the semifinals and what to expect from those, I mean, we already knew that the reason we weren't told anything about the semifinals is because CrossFit doesn't know. They don't have the events lined up yet. They don't have all the partners in place. They don't have all of that detail there. If they knew, who the title sponsor of the CrossFit Games for 2021 was going to be, if they knew what the prize purse was going to be at the games or at the semifinal events, they would have told us, but they don't, so they didn't. And that's the place that we're in right now. And it's interesting to hear O'Keefe talk about the idea of, yeah, lots of uncertainty, but if I were going to be planning it and this is my specialty, I would have started already. So there's clearly some work going on behind the scenes and there's clearly a lot of conversations happening about these various events and how they're going to have to take place. But none of us seem to be privy to that and being left in the dark with just a few months before these events are supposed to kick off is, you know, understandably a little bit stressful. And that stress that I'm talking about, by the way, isn't really about you and me. We are looking at this from a fan perspective. We're stakeholders in the product itself. The people who are driving that engine, the athletes, the event organizers, the various brands and sponsors, they should be privy to more information. It shouldn't necessarily be public all the things that are going behind the scenes. However, one of the things that sanctionals the past two seasons, if the COVID thing didn't happen, one of the things that that opened the door for 
was more money being available in the ecosystem as a whole for athletes. Because with more events, there were more opportunities for prizes. With more opportunities for prizes, there was a hierarchy of events. With a hierarchy of events, there's various different demands on the system from the spectator side, which in turn leads to more brand deals, which in turn leads to more money, which in turn leads to more professionalization with the athletes. And right now, what we're looking at as the new format of this 2021 season is showing us is that they're kind of moving back to the model they had with regionals where there isn't as much potential for earning. There isn't as much availability for an athlete to make a living, which is a gigantic step backwards. And without somebody bankrolling that, whether that's a company like, I don't know, like Mercedes-Benz or like Chase Bank or something, without a company like Reebok coming in and bankrolling the prize pool to actually make a handful of athletes professionals in the sport, it's really challenging to see the longevity play here of what happens when you don't have people who are able to do this professionally and yet you're trying to build a professional circuit. And while it may seem like I'm reading way too deeply into this, listen to what O'Keefe had to say. He said, we're taking Wadapalooza outside of the games system, we're putting it back in January where it belongs and we're making it the best event we can. What does that mean? Well, that means that one of the biggest payouts in the entire season outside of the games and the next two were basically Dubai and Rogue. After that, it's Wadapalooza. And Wadapalooza is now no longer part of the season, which means that it is, in a way, an opportunity for athletes to make money, but not at all related to the CrossFit Games. So if the CrossFit season can't put together a series of opportunities for the athletes to actually justify the time and energy and effort they're putting in. And it's not just a sweat thing in exchange for, we're gonna, ex we're gonna give you exposure. We're gonna put you up on ESPN or we're gonna put you up on, on CBS and you know octogenarians who actually watch TV using a cable line are going to be able to watch you for 30 seconds on this 15 minute episode of this one event that's actually you looking dumb because we programmed ring handstand push-ups. That's not a winning strategy to get people to continue playing along with this game. A winning strategy is something that actually involves bringing everybody up to a higher level of performance, a higher level of consistency, and the biggest way to do that is make sure that people can get paid so when you're talking about Wadapalooza, Matt O'Keefe, he has 10 events and those 10 events, I don't know, some of them will be within the system, some of them will be outside of the system. If someone can make just as much, if not more money than a CrossFit Games athlete just participating in events outside of the system, what incentive do they have to force themselves into the system? Obviously CrossFit has way, way more on their plate than just trying to figure out this CrossFit Games thing, but look at the focus of what they're doing with their season. They're trying to make the games very much a forward-facing part of the business again. And if that's going to be the case, they have to do things right in a very specific way. The worry that should come up is how are people going to succeed if it's just CrossFit doing what it did before, which is being a kingmaker. If you're friends with us, if we like you, we're gonna give you exposure and you can leverage that into your brand and congratulations to the seven of you that that is actually applicable to. I mean, I feel like 
this is a reasonable outlook for where things are and where they're going. But maybe you disagree. Maybe you're telling me that I'm just way too out there. I'm just being way too negative or critical. And because we don't know anything that CrossFit has told, CrossFit hasn't told us anything yet. So there's no way that you can make a judgment call on it yet. And you know, I don't know. I think, I think there's, there's plenty there for us to be able to make some assessment of the situation. But either way, I think it's important for us to understand that like the season will happen. People still are interested in doing this thing. And of course, at the end of the day, there's going to be a prestige involved in participating in the game season. I just don't know how long that prestige is going to be able to like string people along if they can't make a living doing this. Speaking of making a living doing this, let me tell you about my newest sponsor, Calicure. Now I've shown you these wonderful files that they make. They make a bunch of different sizes, shorter ones, smaller ones, a little travel size that's like a little bit of a nubbin that goes onto a keychain. They're dope. These things, it's sandpaper, it's made to keep your calluses under control. If you have hands and you've done CrossFit, you've probably torn them and it sucks. So you don't want to do that because it's really important for you not to have torn hands, both as someone who likes to work out and also as someone who just is a human being that interacts with the world around them. Torn hands makes that really, really annoying. And you can prevent those by taking care of your calluses using the Calicure. This thing is awesome. You can use it dry or wet. It's gonna last you a long time. It is also available to you for 20% off if you use the code ARMIN20, A-R-M-E-N, that's my name, and the number's 20. You can go to calicurit.com, C-A-L-I-C-U-R-E-I-T.com and purchase one today. Thanks so much, folks. See you tomorrow.